Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. Another week of the Amiibros podcast. Uh, I am your host, one third of the uh, dynamic trio alongside me. Uh, Jerry Man 85, JDZ, how we feeling, fellas? Yo, so that was uh, that was pretty smooth. The the dynamic trio. I wasn't uh I wasn't expecting that. I'm not gonna I know lie. y'all kind of paused, man. I was wondering what was going on. Y'all y'all didn't I like mean, that you, intro? You buy, no, no, it was because you're so usually so bad on that, and then you just like killed yeah. it. I was kind of shocked. I paused yeah. for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but but that's what she said. Anyway, so I'm uh, feeling good. It's uh it's almost golf weekend. AKA uh the uh Black Eagle group take going your money out weekend. To, uh, AKA I remember, hey, it's, it's, it's Mr. Take Your Wedge. Um so listen, I've been on a simulator uh for the last four days. I've probably hit about a thousand balls. No exaggeration. Um uh, that's what she said. Anyway, um I'm ready, baby. It's a, it's a good week. This man got a simulator in his house. Uh can't have money, but yeah, anyway. Uh yeah. Jimmy, what's good, man? You all right? I'm good, man. You know, I pretty much gave you guys a blueprint on what was going to happen in the Cowboys game last week. And if you listened to the podcast beforehand, then you probably should have bet it. If not, too bad. <clears throat> wow. He comes on kind of grumpy, but uh, I hope I hope everything's all right with you, Jeremy. You, you good? <laughs> How you feeling, man? You just come in talking about the Cowboys. It's like not even acknowledging you know your brothers, the, the your 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 fellow me, bro. Oh, yeah, you, you good? yeah. How, how you guys doing, I man? I'm just looking nervous, forward to, bro. Uh, destroying you guys on the golf course. I'm just... pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Damon's probably gonna be a good 25, 30 yards past me. Um, but he'll probably be on some. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say Cameron Champ, but he got to do W this week too. So uh, he could be on. I don't know. One of them dudes hit the ball far, but don't ever score. <clears throat> Yeah, Charles Cameron champ. But Not too yeah, many of those. I hear you talking. And uh we're gonna have a full recap, full recap of our golf festivities uh on next week's episode. But as always, want to thank you guys for tuning in to us another week. We've got a uh, lot to talk about tonight. Um the Saints and Cowboys. Um you guys wanna start there? We can start there. For me. Because uh, I won Slim and Huskies for my boy Dre last week. Um the Saints did beat the Cowboys without Breeze. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he, he played a pretty solid game. Um, let's let's talk about this, guys. Let's start with Jerry, and we'll, we'll get to Jeremy since we all know that Jeremy's a huge Saints fan. Um, is this a good Saints or a bad Cowboys, especially with Breeze out? Let's start with you, Jerry. So, personally, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, I, I don't think you can take away from um, – the, the Saints are a very, very balanced team. They have a good defensive line uh, that can rush the passer. They have a solid offensive line, although Teron Armstead looked terrible. Um, and they have the ability to run the ball. They have the ability to throw the ball intermediate. They can't really throw the ball down the field. They, they, they take advantage of their matchups. And I don't think you can take away from the fact that Teddy Bridgewater, I think, played a pretty clean game. Uh, by clean, I, I don't mean he played well. I, I think he played clean. I think he gave you 
Um, what Mason Rudolph gave the Steelers yesterday, what Gardner Minshew, a little bit, I'm not sure. Gardner Minshew can throw a ball on the field as well, a little bit more. Um, but he, he gave, he, he, come on, Gardner Minshew has an arm. Like, Teddy doesn't really take advantage of the ball, throwing the ball down the field. And it's not because he, you know, he doesn't have a, 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 an incredibly strong arm, but he's just, he just doesn't take those chances. And I think, um, what he, what they, what the Saints proved is they are a legit Super Bowl contender. Um, I think they can they can beat anybody in the NFC. I would say they're they're right now probably the favorites in the NFC. Um, and I think the reason is Drew Brees is coming back. So the one thing about having that um, that injury to to his thumb is he's saving his arm. So later in the year he should be in about prime form as far as his arm not getting tired. It may be a blessing in disguise. And you throw in the fact that that defense is playing well. Marshawn Lattimore played a great game versus Amari Cooper. Uh, that pass rush was <clears throat> excellent all game. And then you look at it and say, what is their real weakness? They have a great punter. They have good punt returners and special teams. Um, they have a good defense. I don't think their defense is as good as the Cowboys made it look, but it's good. Uh, it's not Bears, Patriots good, but it's it's definitely a good defense. And then on offense, I don't think they stretch you out vertically. I think their biggest problems, the problem that the Saints have is they don't really have a legit number two receiver outside of Michael Thomas. Their real number two receiver is Alvin Kamara, but Ted Ginn Jr. dropped another ball for a pick, and he showing the hands that he showed in Carolina and Miami and everywhere else he was at before he got to the Saints. Um, so that could be a problem. But, I mean, so I, I think it's a lot of good Saints. But on the other side, Dak didn't play great. Jason Witten fumbled a, a, a ball that I don't think he's fumbled a ball in like eight years. Um, Zeke fumbled a ball, which I think it's questionable whether he fumbled it or not. But, I mean, he got a rule to fumble, rightfully so. And so he, he turned the ball over. Um, Amari Cooper couldn't get any kind of separation. I mean, I think you looked at Marshawn Lattimore, and, I mean, he, he effectively took him out of the game. And when you don't have Michael Gallup who can stretch the defense, I think what it shows is that Without Amari Cooper, without Zeke, without Gallup, uh, being able to, you know, if any of those are missing, those pieces are gone, uh, Dak struggles to be able to carry a team. I think ultimately when you look at him, Dak's a, a very talented quarterback. He has most of the intangibles that you want. Maybe he's lacking a, a few of the tangibles. He doesn't have a huge arm. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think he's a, he's a very good quarterback. But I think he's a very good quarterback if you put him in the right system. I compare him. I, I like him actually a little bit more than Jared Goff, but Jared Goff, uh, you know, when, whenever Ty Gurley looks like an MVP and Cooper Cup's healthy and Brandon Cooks is doing it well and, and you know, they're able to scheme a lot of plays, he looks like maybe a top five quarterback in the league. But whenever you take those pieces away, I think that's when you start to see him struggle. And, and I think that's the same thing that's going on with Dak. Jared, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh I was kind of surprised that Zeke, uh, you know, he carried the ball a lot, but he wasn't very effective. And I, I really feel like the Saints uh, won the matchup up front. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, definitely a pretty good game. Jimmy, what do you guys say about this matchup between your Saints and the Cowboys? This was to be expected. Um, I predicted it was going to be 20 to 17, uh, ended up being 12 to 10. And the type of matchup it was, was it wasn't surprising to me at all because I knew we were going to shut down this Cowboys offense. Everybody's been talking for the last three weeks. Oh, Kellen Moore has all this, all these perfect play calls. And you know, the Cowboys have a pass game now and they can run the ball and they can do it all. And I said, yes, everybody has a plan until as the most eloquent Mike Tyson says, until you get punched in the mouth. 
overall, if you look at their first two game, first three games, they played the Giants, who were terrible on defense. They played the Redskins, who were terrible on defense. And they played the Dolphins, who aren't even an NFL team. They're just trying to get the number one pick. So I pointed this out to somebody on Twitter. I said, look, they're averaging 32.3 points per game this season. The Dolphins, Redskins, and Giants, if you look at all their other games in the first three weeks, excluding the Cowboys, are giving up on average 37.3 points per game. So they're actually a little below average compared to what everybody else is doing to those defenses. Overall, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I knew we got a a stacked front line. Um, Sheldon Rankins came back from his tour in Achilles. That that actually gives me some uh, hope for, for Kevin Durant uh, on a, like a little side note. Sheldon Rankins tore his Achilles in January in a playoff game against the Eagles, and he's already back. Uh, so we're looking at Kevin Durant, who's not 300 pounds, and coming back, uh, let's say he tore it in June. Maybe he could be back by All-Star break. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, I shall digress. They're, they're, they're not even close to the same thing. Basketball, you're jumping up and down off your Achilles. It's a lot of impact pressure as opposed to football is more – continued pressure running so it's a lot harder to come back from oh, the basketball. Do, you, do you mean like as opposed to like when you say pressure you mean like a 400 pound person leaning on you uh for a full game yes um but anyway it's, it's like pushing down a wall and chopping down a wall it's a lot easier to chop down a wall because it's boom 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 instantaneous pressure shock compared All to right, um, continue yeah go ahead that, yeah that i don't know about sense. this boom boom clack yeah. Wall talk. But Jeremy, finish your point. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> our, our front line is stacked. We destroyed them inside. Um, twist. Anyway, um, I think our linebackers, Demario Davis is is a top two or three linebacker in football. Um, Stop that. No, he's not. He's a good linebacker. He's not top two or three. Okay, so he led the league in, in tackles the last two seasons. Um, and... About two years ago, it was the run, uh, Darius Leonard. No, I'm saying st- over the last two seasons uh, combined, he's got the, oh, most, okay. the most tackles. Um, and he can pretty much tackle anybody side the line to sideline. He was taking on the offensive lineman of the of the, uh, of the Cowboys, which was not allowing him to get up to the second level because he's knocking people over. So uh, Marshawn Lattimore did what Le- Marshawn Lattimore should do. Uh, when he's focused, he's the best cornerback in football, i say. Uh, but overall – um, this offense got to pick it up a little bit. Alvin Kamara is still scary. Uh, Michael Thomas is great. Uh, but to be honest, everybody's talking about, oh, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, blah, blah, blah. The reason why their offense wasn't really going wasn't because of Teddy Bridgewater. It's because they kept, being off- they kept getting offensive holding and false starts and offensive line penalties that was putting them in holes. If you look at it, his first interception was a perfect throw to Ted Ginn, who he dropped, and it fell into uh, the cornerback's uh, arms. And then we kicked that last field goal, or the, the field goal before. No, no, it was our last field goal. Uh, he threw a perfect pass on first down to Josh Hill, who he just plain out dropped at the four-yard line with nobody around him. So um, I think we've got to give some help to Teddy Ridgewater. But I do think we're the, the deepest team in the NFL uh, from, a, from a talent standpoint, and I think we're going to be able to dominate. And I hope this is just proof positive that when Drew Brees retires after he gets that Super Bowl, we're still going to continue to run over people. Let's go. All right, Jeremy's uh, definitely excited about uh, the Saints' uh, past W this weekend, and he should be. The Saints play well. Like I said, I predicted them, them to beat the Cowboys. I didn't see Cowboys coming into New Orleans on a Sunday night and beat the Saints. Uh, so, yeah, it's what I expected. 
Uh, let's get to the real matchup. And uh, the matchup that was most important is my Panthers got back to 500. Damn, We're two damn, and two. Before you go, I, I wanted to say we one more thing. The and I, Texans, I forgot to. Along with Deshaun Watson, we have Kyle Allen. We have one game this week. It's the first time we played a team that had a loss going into the week. We played four straight teams that had not lost, and we ended up three and one. Think about it. The Texans, or they lost again after us, but they were three and one going into this week. The Rams just lost their first game. Uh, Seattle was undefeated. When we played them. Cowboys undefeated. Hey man, we're getting into the easy part of the schedule. But continue talk about your Panthers. Hey, we ain't got Go time ahead. for that. We're talking about Kyle Allen out playing Deshaun Watson. Uh, Jared in pre-production, he posed this question: Is there a QB controversy in Carolina? It is not a QB controversy because Kyle Allen's our quarterback. <laughs> Jared, let's start with you. <laughs> uh, I. I will say this. I thought the game was lost more than it was won. As much as I think the, the Panthers' defense is excellent. Oh, of uh, course you did. We dominated Luke, Luke, the game on both sides. You did, you, no, you did. The, the game, in perspective, the game we was 3-3. Three, three. No, let me finish. The game was 3-3, three, three, two minutes and 15 seconds to go before the half, and the Texans had the ball on the Carolina Panthers' 14-yard line. At worst-case scenario, getting a field goal, going into the half, up 6-3. Most likely, probably getting a touchdown because they had gotten 55 yards on the previous three plays. And Bill O'Brien calls a, a wide receiver pass from DeAndre Hopkins, own team. which is, which is you run friendly fire instead of just being outplayed. No, that, 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 was a, that was a gift. Because in reality, think about this. If the if the Texans just ran the ball three straight times, there's 40 seconds to go kicking the ball off at the half. We're up, worst case scenario, three points. And in that case, they're not scoring any points. We go in the half up three. And what ends up happening is he throws that dumb play. The Panthers return it all the way back to inside the 30. They score a touchdown. And so when we go in the half, down seven. One of the things about Bill O'Brien is this. Bill O'Brien is one of the worst player, worst coaches at adjusting after halftime. If you look at the Texans over the last three years, um, they are, and I believe the number is like 30, it's like 33 and one in games where they lead at halftime. But in games they don't lead at halftime, when they don't have the lead, they're like or three and, or a tie. What's that number, Jeremy? It's like there, you guys are after last week's win, you are now two and seventeen. Two and seventeen when tied or down at half. So as much as you know, you can look at it and say, "Oh yeah, well you know it was it was one play, it was a bad call." That play changed all the momentum of the game because if the Texans score, their Texans got the ball back at half. They have all the momentum, and then you have a situation to where you drive all the way down the field. You have all this good momentum going into the half, and you you throw it away. Um, and then at the end of the game, what I will say, which was, was even worse, Christian McCaffrey made a, a spectacular catch on third down. Um, he had, yeah, it, was a throw, it was a terrible throw by Kyle Allen because it was, it was an easy throw. And Christian McCaffrey got one hand on it, tapped it twice, and dove and caught it. You could see immediately that he caught it clean. Bill O'Brien challenges the play, wastes the timeout. And at the end of the game, when the Panthers kicked the field goal, it ended up leaving the Texans with – 25 seconds on the clock as opposed to a minute and five seconds left on the clock at minimum uh, with that timeout. And that was with six minutes to go in the game. You knew you were down three. You knew that that timeout was probably going to be costly if you didn't get an immediate stop. So ultimately, I thought the game was lost more than it was won. Uh, to get to the actual point, 
Kyle Allen, I didn't think he played particularly well. I didn't think he played terrible. I like the way he manages the game. You can tell he throws an accurate pass. He spreads the ball around. Ball security is obviously going to be a big a big key this week. Um, he, he got three fumbles in the game. Um, and, and so I thought, overall, I thought he played a, a an okay game. Um, I think he's he's got the potential to be good. I mean, especially when you look at his age. He's the same age as Deshaun, so he's 24, maybe about to turn 25. Um, so I, I do I, – do I think it's a controversy yet? No, I think when Cam comes back right now, if he was healthy this week, he would start. But you start he to shouldn't. look at that schedule. He should he, should. he shouldn't be considered until Kyle loses two games. He's, no, no, no. Let me tell you something about Kyle. And I, I like what uh, – I can't remember who uh, who was talking about this, but he was correct. And I, 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 I usually give my – uh, give my shouts to whoever I got this from, but it's so true. He's he's very much like a point guard when he's when he's a quarterback. He distributes the ball well. I think Cam's got to the point where he doesn't really go through his progressions that much. I think he eyes a quarterback, the eyes a receiver a lot. Guys are to pick on it. Kyle Allen is doing a lot. He's got us looking very good, very fluid, which we hasn't haven't looked like since the 2017 season. So yeah, he in my book, uh, Cam needs to earn his job back because he hasn't been he's been playing and not really been healthy for the last two years. But, Jamie, right. what, what do you think about this game? Real quick, though, and, and I will say he's got to get healthy, so that's obviously a big one. Uh, and the other thing you got to look at now, Panthers had a big injury in the game. K-1 short, two-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle, off for the season, uh, torn rotator cuff after that game. Uh, it was a game that that if you told me going into it, the injuries that the Texans were going to accumulate, I would have thought it would have been – I still would have thought we would have won. Um, but – you looked at the game, our starting right guard game time decision got ruled out, and then our right tackle got hurt. So the Panthers kept blitzing that side. Um, and then our starting uh Jared, we don't want to hear about every single thing. It just you guys it's just not got about, beat. It's not, it's, not, it's not about every single thing, but that you're one giving you giving excuses about I, how guys I, were hurt and this and that. It's not it, damn it. If if an entire side of the offensive line is out, and then the, the one of our pass rushing defensive ends, which I mentioned on the podcast, so I thought was going to be a big reason why we won a Minahu. He got hurt. And then I thought one of the biggest plays in the game that I didn't mention, uh, Deshaun threw a ball to Kenny Stills, a great design play. And Kenny, Kenny Stills might have scored a touchdown. He had all he had an open field with one safety back. And he had at least 30 yards. And he pulled his hamstring on the play and ran out of bounds, never came back in the game. And Kenny Stills is somebody who the previous week had over 90 yards receiving. He had been playing pretty well for us. Uh, and that was a loss. But as it is, as I said, I thought the Panthers played well. They have a very big game this week for both teams. They play versus uh, the Gardner Minshew show. Um, so we'll we'll see how how it ends up. But I think Kyle Allen is playing well. But if, if if Cam was healthy, he should have the job. But if if you know he wins a couple more games, then that's you're really gonna have a controversy on your hands. All right, Jared, you done? Uh, yes, like your Panthers okay. are for the season. Okay. All right. So you guys are double done down in Houston. Jeremy, oh, what do you guys say place. about your uh, your fe- fellow divisional rival team, Carolina Panthers? Look, I, um, I, I, and I, your I, the Houston Texans. I think this is nonsense, Damon. This team is Cam Newton's team. Cam Newton should automatically get the job when he comes back. In fact, I think he should come back this week. And that is completely Wrong. spoken from a Saints fan. Look, uh, <laughs> Kyle Allen looks uh, way better than Cam. I've been saying for years when everybody's been making these excuses for Cam, hey, if you can't hit a target, then you're probably not going to be that effective at quarterback. I've never been a big fan of Cam uh, as a passer. Uh, Obviously, he's a great runner. But when you play against a team that can stop the run, 
even if it's a quarterback um, that you have that's, that's, you know, explosive, uh, you can't really do too much against a team that runs zone uh, and, and teams that are comfortable running zone um, and are not primary main teams that have to go back to zone for a running quarterback are equipped to be able to handle it. So I was never at any point in time afraid of Cam Newton. Um, I think Kyle Allen is going to be solid enough to get the Panthers near playoff contention. Um, obviously, the, the division is ours, so, I mean, you have that. Uh, Tampa Bay could be I, – I don't know what to make of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay played the 49ers who were undefeated first week. We're up at halftime. Jameis throws two pick sixes in the second half, and they lose, and then they come back the next week and beat the Panthers. And then the next week, uh, they're up 18 points against the Giants and, and going into the second half, and the kicker misses a 32-yard kick to lose the game. And then they come back and beat the Rams and score 55 points. So um, there's a lot of random games that the Panthers still have to play. Um, a lot of tough games they have to play. Um, they still have to play. I don't think they play the Cowboys. They've already played the Rams. They have to play Seattle, uh, the 49ers, um, and they've already played the Cardinals. Uh, and then going to the AFC, uh, this year we are playing against the uh, AFC South. So they're playing the Texans. they got to play the Jags this week. Still got to play the Titans. Um, and also, um, who's the other team in the AFC South? I don't know why I can't why it's slipping my mind. Uh, Colts. Colts, yeah. So, uh, who got beat by the Raiders? So, I think the Panthers can make a run. Jared, this game really got on my nerves, mainly because uh, not only they're in my division and I wanted them to lose, but also because I put faith in your boys and put one of my bets on y'all. That would be the last time I do that. Um, so, congratulations, Damon. Jared, you, you probably owe me the $200 fake money that I bet on your team this week. Well, I've had plenty of those on the Saints, so we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah, I see uh, Deshaun Watson was uh, so eloquently breaking down the Panthers' defense that he couldn't do anything about. <laughs> came back after hours. Yeah, I mean, he missed, he missed two throws, I would say. Oh, the, uh, I mean, man, as, long as, we, man, as long as we don't man. have our wide receiver throwing the ball, we should be fine. But anyway, uh, let's move on from the NFL. Let's talk about some NCAA football, something that Jared's going to feel a lot better about uh, as far as talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or worse, you're right. Clemson barely gets out of Keenan Stadium in Chapel Hill. Uh, very, very good game. Very tight game. UNC came to play. Um, should Clemson Tigers be concerned? Let's start with Jeremy this time. I know Jared's going to we're gonna give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt and let him get back on his uh, podium after the terrible, terrible performance by his Texans this past uh, week. But let's start with Jeremy. Yes. So, overall, should Clemson be concerned? Absolutely. They looked terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. At the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence is a great core, a great talent. Uh, he has not played up to his potential. Um, this week, I don't even think he played bad, but he still missed a lot of throws. Uh, he didn't have any major turnovers, but um, I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I think he's, a, you know, he's going to be a, a good quarterback, but he's still a sophomore and he's got some sophomore slumps that are kind of coming in. You saw it with uh, you see it with a lot of quarterbacks. You saw it with Sam Darnold a couple years ago, um, who had a very you know prolific first year and came back a second year and wasn't quite the same player. Um, so I think he's just taking his lumps and they'll improve uh, throughout the year. But my biggest concern with that team, which I thought coming into the season would be the defense, my biggest concern is that offensive line who got like ten false start penalties and uh, didn't just seemed a little shaky. 
Um, and I don't know how that team's going to hold up. I know it was guys like Mitch Hyatt that, that graduated as well from the offensive line, but the team I was concerned about them replacing was the team of all draft picks on the, on the front line. So uh, I think they've got some things to be concerned about. I think they can get it cleaned up. Um, but you won't really be able to tell it for the next, I don't know, eight, nine weeks to their regular season ends, mainly because they don't play anybody. So congratulations, Clemson. You are into the national semifinals. But who knows what you'll have uh, to give when you get there because – I just don't know. Generally, Dabble gets his team to uh, to get better throughout the season, and I'll give Jared that. They normally kind of start to ramp up around the, the South Carolina game. But, hey, if they don't play any better than this, they won't beat South Carolina. Uh, I have to disagree with you on that. I think UNC came to play. Uh, Clemson, uh, they got lucky. You know, I, I don't blame uh, I don't blame my boy for going for two down down one. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you probably weren't going to win in overtime, so what the hell. I don't blame them, but um, the triple option, really? Yeah, it could have been a better play call, but I, I don't blame him for going going. They, they ran a similar play on fourth and t- fourth and two uh, on the drive, and they got it. The quarterback made it, so I think that was a part yeah. of the reason. And um, like like Dabo's not going to be ready for that. But Jared, what do you guys say about this uh, game uh, that was uh, very tight? I know you were. No, you were pretty nervous uh, hanging out down there in your, in your basement. I, I, I wasn't really nervous during the game. I uh, I was I was pretty confident. I didn't get nervous until literally the last. I was like, wait a second, they're gonna score a touchdown here? Because uh, our defense, in, in reality, our defense didn't really give up any points. I mean, they gave up a point in the first drive. Second, the second score was a Travis Etienne fumble like on their thirty. So I, that was like a you know a short short field that they got. And then the rest of the game, our defense shut them down. So I, once we scored to go up seven, I thought we were good. Um, in reality, like if you watch Clemson play, Clemson does this every year. Literally, they have this kind of game. I mean, you can, you can go back. And the difference is it used to be everybody said, oh, they're Clemson. Clemsoning was a term used for, you know, they teams doing really well and then they lose again. They're not supposed to lose. Now they really usually don't lose the game. It's just a, a very close game that they have a chance of losing that they find a way of pulling out. Am I concerned? Not in the least bit. First and foremost, everybody's telling me about, oh, yeah, you know, now Bama's definitely the best team in college football. Who has Bama played? Somebody tell me one team Bama's played that's ranked in the top 50 of, of, of any. I think the best team they play is Duke. And at, at the end of the day, I, I can't. Duke might be the second best Bama. team in the ACC. It's that it's possible. I don't think Duke's better than Virginia, but it's possible they may not be better than Wake Forest. But with that being said, they're not as good as Texas A&M. And everybody that's looking at the games and they're trying to figure out, oh, you know, I'm hearing all the like. I, somebody told me Auburn should be ranked uh, ranked above Clemson. I said, oh, why? Because they played Texas A&M and they didn't beat them as bad as we did, and because they played Oregon and got dominated for 55 minutes of the game and Oregon just decided they didn't want to let their quarterback throw the ball. Look, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, I think this is the thing with Clemson. We're missing a slot receiver with some speed and quickness. Hunter Renfro is a big loss that we took, and Amari Rodgers is somewhat filling the role, but he tore his ACL earlier in the spring. So we have a lot of receivers that are big, physical, really tall, but not a lot of super quick guys that can play in the slot. So um, we're we're working on trying to develop some of the younger guys that are quicker receivers to do that. Um, The guy that we actually uh, recruited that was supposed to take over that role to an extent was Darian Kendrick. Um, He was a quarterback out of uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, South Point, uh, five-star receiver. 
And then we converted him over to a cornerback because he's that athletic. and He's our starting uh, number two cornerback behind A.J. Terrell. Um, so at the end of the day, I don't see another team on the schedule is going to give Clemson that that kind of that kind of trouble. Um, and I think it's this is good. If you look at Clemson's histor- uh, historical kind of performances, the game they lose is typically – or the game they struggle in is the week before a bye. I have no idea why that is. But – when we struggled three years ago, not the Louisville when Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson, but the year before that when we were playing versus Reggie Bonifant, it was the week before a bye. Um, when we struggled and lost to Syracuse two years ago, it was the week before a bye. When we lost to Syrac- or we beat, barely beat Syracuse last year, it was the week before the bye. And then UNC this week it was the week before a bye. Um, I think that's good in the sense that now we have two weeks to prepare to, to, for Dabo just to chew everybody out, to help everybody get focused. And I think we're still going to win a national championship. So, um, as I told you guys, I thought Justin Fields would look amazing. He does. I, I picked him to win the Heisman. Um, those teams that, that are supposed to look good, I, I expected them to look good. But now, like, let's see how Bama looks versus Texas A&M this week at Texas A&M. I got a good feeling that game's not – I mean, I, Bama's probably going to win, but that game's not going to be – what's the spread? Uh, uh, I, I believe the game's 17 points, if I'm not mistaken. I'll take 17 um, right now. Let me look at it real quick, and I'll tell you. Uh, but in reality, I don't think they're 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 winning that bad, especially not at Texas A and M, because Alabama's defense is terrible. They gave up thirty one points to Ole Miss this week. Uh, they gave up thirty plus points to South Carolina. So the the fact that I don't think they're going to be able to stop anybody in Texas A and M defense, I think, is better than people think. So um, at the end of the day, I don't see another team that I think is better than us. What's a Tua's touchdown interception rate right now? I don't know, super high, but I, I can tell you the uh, he's, all of them are, his receiver. <laughs> but but here's the thing: if you watch the games, it's not because of Tua. He, he his receivers. I mean, they're literally they have all the the fastest receivers I think in the history of college football on the same team. They have a dude that ran a four two six, a guy that ran a four three three, and one of their slowest one is Jerry Judy, who was probably going to be a top three pick in the draft, who runs a four four. So um, did you say Trevor Lawrence had all that too? Trevor Lawrence, as I just mentioned, doesn't have slot receivers that are take, that that can make the, the throws easier. We're throwing too many balls downfield, so we're having to try to develop slot receivers is what I, I just mentioned. Um, the spread in the game is – actually, I may be wrong. Um, I, think that, I think that's their next game. I think it's actually next weekend. So uh, it is week seven. Both of them are on bye this week. Okay. Let me know. All right, fellas. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of uh, drama this past weekend uh, with that Clemson and UNC game. But let's move on to last week's NFL picks. Uh, Jeremy, um, he uh, you down two hundred last week? Yeah, minus. Yeah. I was just making sure that wasn't a hyphen. Uh, yeah, Jeremy's uh, down two hundred bucks after an amazing week last week. Uh, he's down two hundred bucks for the season. Jared's down two hundred two hundred bucks last week, and he's plus two hundred. Uh, uh, on the season compared to being down 200 last week. Um, let's talk about last week's picks, fellas. Um, where'd you lose? Where'd you win? Let's start with uh, Jared Mann on this. So um, if you look at my picks last week, the main one that I lost was the Saints one. I uh, I obviously picked the Cowboys, and I'm fine with losing that one. You know why? As I mentioned on the podcast, I was rooting for the Saints, and I bet on my happiness. I said, hey, either the Cowboys win, so I'm happy because my picks are right, or the Cowboys lose, and I'm happy because all the Cowboy fans that have been infecting my Facebook page, I can talk smack to. So 
it was a win-win. Have you guys ever been or watched a game where during going into the game, you don't know who you're going to root for or a fight? Like, oh, yeah, Mayweather's fighting this dude. I really don't like Mayweather, but let me see who I'm going to root for. And then, like, you end up, like, realizing when the fight starts, like, who you're rooting for. Um, the same way with, with uh, last one, same way when Connor, Connor fought Khabib. And I was like, I don't like the fact Connor's being so disrespectful to Khabib. But when the fight started, subconsciously, I was rooting for Connor because I kind of liked his a-hole personality. Um, never for Connor. I hope he loses every fight. Hey, that's that's you. I mean, I, I watched Dream Girls. And I, I watched Dream Girls the movie uh, when it came out, and I was rooting for Jamie Fox. Hey, he was a terrible person in the movie, but that's just kind of how it goes. Sometimes you don't you, you root for the bad guy. You root for uh, Cobra Kai and uh, Karate Kid. I actually turned on the game, didn't know who I was going to root for, whether I was going to root for my heart or my pick, and uh, I was rooting for the Saints during the game. I was like, hey, look, if the Cowboys win, I'm cool, but I just really don't want to hear from any of these Cowboy fans on my Facebook. Um, so from a positive standpoint, they they uh, they lost. My other picks that I lost, I had the Texans uh, versus the Panthers, four points. Uh, obviously, that was a debacle. Bill O'Brien gave that one away. Um, and, and ultimately, for, for the weekend, I went two and three. Um, I'm, I'm feeling really, really good about my picks this week, although – I don't think there's an easy game on the schedule. There's some last week. I thought some games that were, that were super easy chargers versus the dolphins. Like that, that was clearly one of my picks. I was like, there's just 16 points. Like clearly the Chargers are going to beat the, the dolphins by more than 16 points. Uh, there's some bets that I feel like are easy this week or not, but I feel confident in my picks. I've been off guys. I'm still plus 200 for the season. So if you bet with me, you're still up, but this week, I'm going to help you to get Christmas money. We're almost at Black Friday. It's October already. You guys don't realize it. We're getting closer to the time where you're going to need money for Christmas presents. I got your back. Well, well, well. Jared, Jared, Jared. I would have been positive this week, but your Texans did not come through for me. So I'm in the negative. Damon, I should have listened to you. Uh, That was one of the games I lost. I lost $200 on that game. Uh, Other games I lost. Uh, I bet on the New England Patriots to cover seven points. They won by six because Tom Brady was some doo-doo. Uh, that game was as ugly as it could have gotten. If it wasn't for the defensive score, they probably would have lost. So there's that. Another game where the quarterback is just permanently doo-doo, I bet the Minnesota Vikings plus three that they could beat or play close to the Bears. And I did not think... Uh, two things would happen that would change change the, the fortunes of this game. For one, Mr. Trubisky got hurt. And I have to admit with Jared, he's been terrible all season. So as soon as he came out, all of a sudden, Chase Daniels came in and started picking the Vikings defense apart. So uh, there was that. And then Kirk Cousins. I mean, how bad can you be? I mean, you can't be. In, like I, I, I figured, hey, Kirk Cousins will at least play Mr. Trubisky to a standstill. Uh, they have probably uh, – a similar level defense, and so I'm going to go with the points. Little did I know at the time, after doing a little bit more research, that the Vikings, in games they are not favored in, so games that they're not favored in on the road since 2004 that are outside, are now 0-11-1. So, I mean, hey, what are you you going to say? Um, So those were the games that I lost. The two games I won, obviously the Saints won. And obviously, uh, the Dolphins lost. Those are two things you can count on week in, week out. If those bets are available, you might want to take them. Although this week, 
Um, I think the spread going back down to three is uh, a little more reasonable. I'm not going to try to jinx it, but it opened at what five, five and a half. I mean, it was it was pretty hot for the Saints to be playing against the Bucks uh, without the quarterback. So I thought it was a little high. So, uh, you know, I guess we're going to get into these picks from this week. All right. Well, let me get into it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. First pick, Texans will redeem themselves. I got Texans minus five and a half points versus the Falcons. Look, one of my wins last week is I told you the Tennessee Titans were going to beat the Falcons. The Falcons going into last week had lost eight straight games versus AFC opponents. Uh, the Titans made it nine straight games. And uh, the Falcons are, I mean, a dis- discombobulated mess. Uh, and I expect the, the Texans to bounce back. Obviously, Deshaun didn't have his best game last week. Um, and with Keanu Neal out for the season, that that Falcons secondary made Marcus Mariota look like a franchise quarterback again. I don't expect that to continue. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans minus five and a half points. Book that one. Next game I want to go to, uh, I'm going to be just 100% frank. I get the Giants and Daniel Jones at home, and the Vikings are giving up five and a half points. What makes you think that Kirk Cousins is worth giving up five and a half donuts or five and a half? I don't know. Look, the only thing worse than waking up and being the Vikings and realizing you gave Kirk Cousins 28 million guarantee for last year, this year and next year is the story that came out on the news about the, the kid at the playground who uh, who found a used condom and blew it up like a balloon uh, on the playground. Terrible, terrible decision making there. Just as terrible decision making for for getting Kirk Cousins twenty eight million dollars guaranteed for the next two years. That was awful. I'm not sure if you saw that on the news, but that was a pretty terrible situation. I would have probably shot somebody. Um, Next, I get the Baltimore Ravens coming off back to back losses, playing versus Steelers with Mason Rudolph, who literally threw the ball. the The ball traveled air yards, three and a half yards per pass attempt yesterday. You know how hard it is to throw the ball three and a half yards of pass tip for an entire game? I get the Ravens coming off a loss, and they're only giving up three and a half points. I'm going to take the Ravens to win that game by at least a touchdown. Next, I get the Patriots going versus the Redskins. The Redskins are the, the second or third worst team in the NFL. They're not as bad as the Dolphins, but they make quite – like there's a competition. Next week we'll determine the number one pick. Uh, not this week, but next week, Dolphins versus Redskins. Uh, it's tough, man. I have two weeks in my eliminator pool. I'm not sure who I'm going to pick. This week, the Dolphins are on a bye. Usually, I just pick whoever the Dolphins are playing. And then next week, they're playing the Redskins, and I can't see myself betting on the Redskins to even beat the Dolphins. So, I get the Patriots minus 15 points. I think they're going to win the game minus 55 points, so I'm going to take them. Next game, Panthers-Jaguars. This is a very, very interesting game. I'm going to go with the Panthers, not just because of the fact that the Jaguars in our division, everybody is two and two in our division, so I'm hoping they lose. But the game is in, in, in Carolina, and I expect them to be able to give Gardner Minshew some problems. Even though Gardner Minshew is a very good player, at the end of the game last week, he came up with some big plays. But for the most part, the Broncos were able to keep him in check. I expect them to be able to continue to do that, to keep the momentum going. I got the Panthers minus three versus the Jaguars uh, in that game. So, recapping. So far, I got the, the Texans minus five and a half versus the Falcons. I got the Giants minus five and a half versus the Vikings. I got the Ravens minus three and a half versus the Steelers. I got the Patriots minus 15, and I have the Jag uh, versus the Redskins, and I have the Jaguars losing 
and not covering the three points versus the Carolina Panthers. Interesting. Very, very interesting. What you got to say about that, Jim? Some of those picks I would not uh, touch with, I don't know, a 10-foot pole. But nevertheless, here I go. Kansas City, minus 10 against Indy at home. Patrick Mahomes back at the home. Indy couldn't stop Derek Carr, who threw three touchdowns last week in a game in Indianapolis. Book it, $200. Next game, Dallas Cowboys are playing at home versus the Green Bay Packers. This is the first time the Dallas defense will will face a legitimate quarterback all season. So far this season, they faced uh, Eli Manning. They faced Chase or Case Keenum. And they faced uh, Josh Rosen and Teddy Bridgewater. So they're facing an absolute elite def- uh, offense. I see them struggling. I do think they'll get their offense going somehow because I think uh, Green Bay's given up about 160 yards rushing per game. So I think Ezekiel Elliott will get going. Overall, I'm putting my trust in Aaron uh, Rodgers in order to at least keep it within three points. I'm not even guessing they're going to win. I'm just guessing that worst-case scenario, they lose by three and I cover. Uh, and I push, uh, best-case scenario, they'll probably get a W. So I'm going Green Bay there. The Denver Broncos at the the L.A. Chargers. Um, I think this is somewhat of a rival game. I think the Broncos will actually travel really well to L.A., um, but the Broncos are terrible. I mean, they're absolutely terrible. They don't have anything working for them, and I think that the Chargers will be able to win by at least a touchdown, even though the Chargers are the, the team that I try – my very hard is not to bet on because they generally don't come through. I'm going to put them, put a good bet on them this week. Uh, next game, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots over the Washington Redskins, minus 15. I mean, this defense is so bad that they got Mitch Trubisky back on track, so why wouldn't I bet on Tom Brady getting back on track against them? Uh, and the defense has given up a total of 15 points in four games. So uh, what more can I say? What more can I say? Okay, uh, lastly. The Ch- I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, uh, I, I saw it too. I saw y'all jumping on the Mitchell Trubisky's terrible bandwagon. <laughs> no, I've been on this for a while. Don't you guys try to jump on it now that everybody sees how terrible he's been for the last three years. Uh, yeah, well, Jared, Jared, uh, we, we said Mr. Trubisky was good. You said Patrick Mahomes was was going to be a bust. So. I said before I saw him play a start. <laughs> so the, I, I, I've already admitted that one. Okay. Um, you guys continued on which, this which, one. Which, which one is closer, the, the the pro bowler from last year or the guy who's about to win back? Mr. Bisky is worse than Patrick Mahomes is good. No, he's not. Um, anyway, last pick. Chicago Bears at Oakland Raiders. I don't trust the Oakland Raiders. Vontez Burfick is out. Um, I think that Chicago Bears defense is absolutely uh, legitimate. And I think they'll be able to put up enough points. So I'm going to pick the Chicago Bears minus five um, in that game. Some of the other games I thought were interesting. Uh, Rams being the underdog at Seattle on Thursday night. I thought that was interesting. Uh, The Giants only being plus five. uh, I think people are giving a lot of credit to Daniel Jones. He threw a couple interceptions last week against a terrible uh, Redskins defense. And he's going against probably the best defense he's ever faced in his life. Minnesota's going to be good. Houston, I don't know who to bet on that game because them and Atlanta can both be terrible or good depending on what week it is. And uh, Houston's never been terrible. Y'all weren't terrible last week. No, no, we we lost the game, but literally the the Falcons playing versus the Titans were out of the game five minutes into the game. That's terrible. Uh, 
Whatever. Just go get a win, Jared. Just go get a win. Hey, winning solves everything, Jared. I mean, we're in first place. I'm 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 not concerned. That's not saying much. Uh it's saying uh-huh. that the playoffs started right now, the Texans would be in the playoffs and the Panthers would not. Um <laughs> Jared. I mean But you guys yeah, both right. have the exact same record. Right. That makes no <laughs> sense. I know. I mean, hey guys, sometimes it you know the, the Eagles had the same record as uh or the Giants had the same record as a lot of teams and then they beat the Patriots and won the Super Bowl. It kinda is what it is, you know? You're right. So who? Uh, let's let me get one more question for you guys. Who who's both your shocker player so far in the NFL season, and your most your most uh, I guess shocking team as far as how bad or good they are? Let's do both: bad or good player, or bad or good team. Let's go. Let's start with Jeremy. All right, cool. Um, I'm gonna go with player. I'm gonna go with Skill Barnett uh, or Skill Barrett uh, out of uh, Tampa Bay, who has nine sacks. Through four games, he couldn't even get in the lineup because he was on the Broncos behind uh, Bradley Chubb and Von Von Miller. But it looks like because they just finally got their first sack last week, they probably should have let one of them go uh, and, and put him in the lineup. I'm not going to say he's better than them, but he's been on a tear so far uh, this season. As far as shock teams, I mean, you have to go with the 49ers, right? They're still undefeated. Did anybody have the 49ers being good this year? Did anybody see Jimmy G? I know Jarrett was panicking on his five interceptions in the uh, – in, in, in practice in a row. He's, so, he's been terrible all season anyway. Yeah, he's been all right. He's been decent. So, um, you know, I, I guess I got to say the 49ers. All right, so, Jared, what about you? What about you? I wasn't shocked by this. I, I mentioned this going into the season, but I told you Whitley Merciless was going to – Whitney Merciless was going uh, to have a phenomenal season replacing Jadavion Clowney. He had another strip sack fumble. He's got in, – in four games now, he's got uh, – Five sacks. He's got three strip sack fumbles and an interception. Uh, he is, I mean, without Shaq Barrett, as you mentioned, who would have been mine if you didn't mention him. Um, I mean, he's he's putting up the probably second best stats from a statistic uh, statistic perspective. Um, so obviously, that's for most people that's been a big surprise. Um, if you're looking at at players that have played down, um, I've been calling Jared Goff Jared Goffle. Um, I don't like people that have my name that don't ball. And uh, oh. I, I've been saying the 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 Rams disguise a lot with him. And with – look, everybody that said, oh, you know, look, you know, it was all Jeff Fisher's fault. I wanted them to have that same energy when it came to Vince Young. But for me, when Jeff Fisher had Vince Young and Vince Young made two Pro Bowls, they don't tell me, oh, well, Jared Goff is a super talented guy. But with, with, with Jeff Fisher, he looks like the worst quarterback in the history of the league. No. You have to also make the argument that Steve McNair is the best quarterback of all time because he won an MVP with you, Jeff Fisher. That, no, it's, it's complete opposite. I'm not telling you. I think I think Vince, uh, Vince Young was sabotaged somewhat by Jeff Fisher. I agree. I think Steve McNair is obviously an all-time great quarterback. But if, if, if Jeff, I don't think Jeff Fisher is such a terrible coach that if you're an elite talent at quarterback, you're going to still look terrible like Jared Goff did. And I think Jared Goff looked terrible. And I think he's more of a creation of Sean McVay. And you look at how he looks now that he doesn't have an elite offensive line because that offensive line is terrible. Um, It's got to be extremely disappointing, especially considering the money they just gave him. I said the same thing about Mitch Trubisky. I thought that Matt Nagy was was disguising a lot of plays to give him easier throws. I said the same thing about Pat Mahomes. Not not, obviously Pat Mahomes is great, but Andy Reid gets him a lot of easy looks, which is what he's supposed to do. 
And a lot of that is play calling. All of them came from that same play calling, that, that same Andy Reid tree, um, except for uh, McVay. But all, all together, I think Goff's been a huge disappointment. Obviously, Gurley's been a huge disappointment. Um, from a surprise team standpoint, uh, I'd probably say the Buffalo Bills. I didn't see them going 3-1 and one and then almost beating the Patriots. Um, surprise disappointing team. Um in reality, this is probably going to sound ludicrous. I'd probably say the Rams, uh, and they're three and one, but I don't think they're good. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I picked them to go to the the NFC Championship Wait, not, game. Not, not the not the Rams that you ridiculed cued me over for saying I didn't think they're going to make the playoffs before the season. Not that team. No, I mean they are three and one, but the reason why is because of the fact of, uh, and they'll probably will make the playoffs. Uh, maybe exaggerating, but the Seahawks are playing pretty well. The 49ers are playing pretty well. Uh, so that's three three good teams in that division. It makes it a, a much more significant battle. And I thought that at the end of the day, at least you're going to get some kind of running game out of Todd Gurley. I thought he'd at least be somewhat decent. He's been awful. I mean, this week he had, what, four carries for six yards? I mean. Continue to get your two touchdowns, though, TG. Uh, TG. I drafted you in all my leagues because I figured you are going to be putting up stats. I don't care if you don't only get 10 yards a game. If you put up three touchdowns a game, hey, you know what? Well, you good in my book. <laughs> that's what's up fellas well that's that's all i got man you guys got any uh part words i mean i, I think we uh we kind of hit on the hot topics and we're definitely going to be back uh next week after our golf weekend in tampa so we'll give you we'll, guys we'll be on uh, some uh, of the, the, the social media during the week <laughs> yeah for sure um, and jeremy what i will say is i still what i mentioned about jimmy garoppolo he's got five touchdowns on four interceptions this year He's still been sporadic, but the team has been good. I, I will say that. Well, what I will tell you guys is, is that it's still Wednesday. I know you guys play – or it's about to be Wednesday. Uh, you guys play those snail golf balls, two-day shipping. You guys can have those shipped out. So whenever you run out of balls on Saturday, you got some more balls to play with. Tip of the day. Womp, womp, womp. All right, make sure you guys follow us. Shout out to you guys for listening to us another week. We appreciate it. Make sure you share us, tell your friends about us. Uh, Follow us on all social media platforms. Uh, Our handle is amibros underscore podcast. Um, And yeah, man, we out.